0: Thanks for joining us on our C3 Edinburgh podcast. We really hope this message inspires and encourages you in your life with Jesus. To find out more about our welcoming and vibrant church community, please check us out online at www.c3edinburgh.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Keep in touch and be part of the story. Now enough from me. You've come to hear the podcast and be blessed.
1: voices in our church community—they're—they're they're powerful and they're anointed, and and they've got they've got a word from God to share. We're, what we're doing this morning is—is is we're continuing our series on relationships. we 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 and we've committed as a church that this year we are going there, man. This year we're not holding back. This year we're going we're going deeper because we know that God has called us to be big people. But, but these guys have been commissioned to share with us. Um, a word from God about being bigger people in different areas of the of relationships, and we've talked about a couple over the last few weeks. But I cannot wait, and I know you can't wait to hear from these guys. So, um, so, it's, so this morning we have a word from Kingsley, we have a word from Jemima, and then we have a word from Katie. Um, yeah, word, it's so incredible, uh, and I, they've got they've got uh, such a short amount of time to tag team like this that I want to just. Leave them to it. you reckon? So I'll pop in between so I can encourage them and, and but I need you to get your devices out. I need you if you're participating online to be commenting and not to, you know just let the comments flow, let the little love hearts flow. Um, um, they've been given a commission to speak into areas of relationship dynamics, and so it's a delight to invite Kinsley Jones up first. Would you would you make your way up the front? Yeah. So good. He's been um, asked to preach, uh, actually it's from his heart, it's, it's it's from some of his stories, but um, tricky family times, and we can all relate to that. So, would you want to, one more time, as I give him the microphone, put, in, put your hands together. Yeah. Thank you very
2: much,
1: right, very nice. Um,
3: is everyone okay, I just want yeah. to, no one's asking you if everyone's okay, so. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, Thank you. Um, right. yes, yeah, so. We're all speaking about family today, so in different respects, how are we going to grow as a family, each other, and how are we going to grow in our families, our natural families, the families that we perhaps adapted into. Um, So, I just want to talk about challenging family moments. That's my title. Um, I'm going to go straight into it. Um, So, yeah, I just want to say that our family is our primary mission field we don't really have a choice which family we are born into. Um, sometimes we don't have a choice where we go with f- the family, where we end up, a different place in the world. Um, sometimes we adopt characteristics from one parent and not the other, um, or even things that don't even come from either of them that are completely acquired. Um, and so our role as Christians within families is to um, ultimately show love, be a good ambassador for God in the family. How, how are we gonna be people who um, stand in faith and stick to biblical principles when perhaps our family isn't Christian or they are going through challenges? Um, so in November 2018, um, my brother, many of you have met, he uh, started to have these weird um, blackouts. So he'd be in college and he'd be in class and he'd just kind of glaze over and he'd start speaking gibberish basically for about a minute. And then he'd wake up in the side and uh, he wouldn't remember anything and he would continue continuing with his work. And all the is like, like, what was that, you know? Um, so this, my brother's called Spencer, he's a completely, he's a healthy guy. This guy was at like a football academy. He's um, doing really well and he was doing well in class, and, you know. He was, the least he would expect to have any um, health issue so this is all a bit of a shock. I was actually in, on a year abroad in Argentina at the time and uh, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it until I landed back in December. But um yeah, so everyone thought it was epilepsy. People people were thinking it's something like that, hormonal. Um what well, however when we eventually got results back in January uh, twenty nineteen, this was when I was at home just before I was going to my next part of my year abroad and glam Paul glam, Glamorous in Paris, I'm on a different kind of I'm on a different kind of you know, I I I'm thinking about Paris and everything and then my mom and dad come through the door and Spencer walks through the door from receiving the tests. And I completely forgot they went to the hospital, so I'm just sat in the sofa, just watching T V and they walked through and uh, and they're quiet, completely nothing. I was like, oh no. Um, so we all ever walk, everyone walks into the living room and each of them are in tears. Um they nothing's spoken for about five minutes, TV goes off, and um, so we find out that he has a brain tremor. Um and those words brain tumor," was like, at times, like, oh no, you know, you think of the worst, this is natural. So, we have that situation that comes to us, um, completely unexpected, as I say. Um, my younger brother, who I much prefer to be arguing with, much prefers to be laughing with, watching TV with, was now literally looking to me, looking to other people, um, for hope, for strength. He's he's questioning his own existence in a way. And so um it's not a situation that I find myself in that I was accepting in any 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 way. Um, however, um, we are family of God and we've we we're brought up in the house of God. We've had three generations of pastors, if I can call myself a pastor today. So I'm the generation <laughs> yeah. of And so it comes to the point where you you grow up in a house of God and you hear all these things of you know living by living by faith and not by sight and building a house on a rock and not on sand. And it's come to a point where you you got to believe it. You know, it's got to come through to you. It's got to come out of you as well. It's not just coming in, it's coming out. And so this this just happened and so we have the a choice there to, to look at the situation and think, you know, how, how are we gonna to respond to this according to what the doctor says? Um, are we gonna respond with hope, faith, prayer? No, no questions were asked, that was obviously gonna happen. Um, nonetheless, we're all very anxious. Fear is definitely a present in the, in, in the house. Um, although we're all not admitting it, we're all kind of surging online, what, what, what's gonna happen, what's the natural thing that happens to someone's earlier. You know? looking like what's gonna happen. So um yeah uh so every for every night that Spencer was diagnosed with brain tumor, we had no idea what kind of brain tumour he was. Um every night my dad, um he's a pastor of the church now King's Church Blackpool, but he he took it on himself to just pray with my brother every night. Every single night. Um, and when I was around, i will be there as well. Obviously, I was in Paris for most of the time. That was tough as well, not being there. Um, I just want to look on Scripture now. It says in, in um, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8. I'm actually going to focus on verse 10 though. Um, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. As you help us by your prayers, and is looking to the situation happening in Corinthians. And then many gave thanks on behalf of the gracious, um, favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Um, so we were, we were throughout 2019, we were hanging in balance. We had no idea. We're still praying, believing in faith. Um, this situation came even worse. Um, we found out actually it was a physical it so it's a non-cancerous tumor. So we were, as hope, was still a tumour, you know. It's, it's there, it shouldn't be there. It's, it's, not, it's not something of God. It's something that um, has to be removed in one way or another. But the situation was made a lot worse in the family when my granddad had six weeks in the hospital, my uncle was diagnosed with pancreatic, pancreatitis, and my dad um, in, J- in July was diagnosed with um, kidney cancer. So these all piled up in July and um, we were like, on, like, <laughs> this is actually a bit kind of comical, this is a bit ridiculous. All these things happen to all our family, all the male kind of side of the family, but me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, but by that point, honestly, the the fear and anxiety was, was not there as much as it was in January. Mm-hmm. We, we've been praying regularly, we've been coming together as a family. Um, we knew these things happen and these things aren't of God, and so, um. It's very it's very kind of pithy to say that thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, but um, there's a power in prayer. Yeah. Um, and so all these things are mounting up and um, yeah, it was just a case of how how we're we gonna respond to these situations. We've got a very similar situations going on right now in the world. Um, people people are gonna have issues, people are gonna look to someone for hope. I think that us as, a, us as a community, we're gonna be those people. Yeah. We're gonna be the people that kind of know the, the biblical truth, live by faith, and not by sight. Yes. Okay. Things are happening, but we, we're not gonna believe in what it is. We're gonna prepare, we're gonna do all the, follow all the advice, but people need hope, and people don't look to hope over these next few months. Um, and so, as much as about family, this is a, a much wider thing. It's a testimony of, of believing in faith, so in, um, in August, on the other side of it, my brother had a awake craniotomy, so he had a, um, a surgery to remove the tumour while I was awake. Um, so yeah, that was nerve wracking as you can imagine. My dad had his kidney removed and the treatment gland, and um, my granddad came out of hospital. Uh, my uncle eventually came out of hospital, and by September. Every one of the, my family members, I come on the other side. Um, my dad has now been uh, cleared of all cancers. Um, my brother is on medication, but he's got the scans back and there's nothing there. And um, my, my uncle and my granddad are still trying to recover, recovering, but they're doing much better. Um, so all I want to say is, if the people of God who want to believe in faith. Faith can work wonders. Faith can I to say faith can move mountains, in, but it can honestly live by faith and not by sight. Um, and I guess that's how i this. Um we need to be people of hope. We need to be looking after our neighbours and honestly believing in firm biblical principles as truth. Um, do not allow the the seeds around us just to so to speak, to, to allow us to sink. But look to God and keep in faith.
1: Thank you. So, man, let's, what a blessing for a man of God to grow up with people around him. Um, we all have families. I love what you said about a family is one of our primary mission grounds. And I also love what you said the whole concept of, man, prayer is powerful. So, not all of us have the same raw material. We all come from a million different pots of raw material. But praise God, that we're in a community of faith. A family of faith, a family of forgiveness, as we talked about last week. So we can be praying with one another, for one another, for our family, from our families. We're gonna. I know that people get stirred up about all kinds of things when God's saying things. So there's space afterwards that people might want to connect with Kingsley and have some time of prayer. Oh my gosh, Jemima! Jemima, would you would you come up the front right now and church? Would you put your hands together? I I know supposed spoke we only have a certain, so little time, but I can't stop not I can't not rave about these people those voices. Jemima is did you see that Facebook thing yesterday when we had a photo of Jemima anyone on Facebook following C3 Edinburgh? Like she's unbeatable, she's the she's the a woman of God who is unstoppable in all that she does. She's incredible. She's busy, but she's never too busy to, to just reach out to others and love people. She's actually, she's actually, I don't I haven't even announced this in a big way, but um, we've got a fledgling youth ministry starting out at, at C3 Edinburgh, and she's just got a yes in for spirit about that. She's got oh, well yeah. yeah. a son, she's a Yeah, she's everything. She's also full-time at university, one of the difficult degrees you can do. She's bulletproof. And so we thought we need to hear from her because the weight of expectation around uh, anyone is massive. Uh, we want to hear from um, Jemima about how to deal with the weight of expectation in relationships. So again, I know you've clapped every time. Would you give her uh, some
2: So today I'm speaking about the um, living under people's expectations which is something that we all experience because people will expect um, and that can either limit you or propel you towards your purpose and that's really what I want to speak about today is how do we deal with that. So before I came to university I took a gap year Um, I went to Thailand um, did six months there and it's something I've been planning for about two to three years before I went. So it was long, long um, in advance. And I was really excited, nervous for sure, but so, so excited. Um, and as I began to tell people about it, um, uh, they would ask, like, who was I travelling with? And I was like, well, I'm going alone. And you kind of get weird reactions from people. They were like, oh, you're not going with a parent or like a group or, or something. And I was like, um, to kind of doubt that that was something I could do, and. Um, when people are kind of doubting that, that you're able to, you know, that begins to grow in your mind as well. And so um, I, I, did, I got to Thailand, and I was working in an office um, there with a the doctor. And I was one day I was working and the, the Thai church pastor came and he said, would you be able to speak at our youth tomorrow night? Um, now, just to clarify a bit. So I was 18 um, and Thai youth age is actually much older than we would consider here. So it's more like 28 to 28. Um, and to add to that, um, that most of the young people had been through um, children's homes or come from abusive families, and I said, "Yeah, that's fine, I'll speak." And then as soon as he left, I began to really feel that intimidation um, around me. I was kind of beginning to ask myself, "What am I doing here? Who am I to be speaking into their lives um, when I come from? I've come from um, Scotland. I'm privileged. I've had. I've been educated, and I." Don't have that experience. Um, I'm also younger than them. And I was so tempted to find an excuse about why not to do it. It was late, it was late notice, I had work to do. I was so tempted. Um, but I couldn't back out because I'd said yes, and I'm so, so glad I didn't. And um, because I know that John um, saw the potential in me and I was able to trust God um, that he'd be able to speak through me regardless um, of whether I felt like I had a relevant perspective or not and wow. something else i, I began to realize then was that i actually wasn't speaking my own truths that day and um, i can speak about the stories from my life um but, but the truths are god's wow. and that's relevant for every single person regardless of what you get through um, and there's power in his truth so i spoke about the promises of god um that day and seeing ourselves the way that he does and and that's something i think is so important to realize is when we see ourselves the way that god does we can really push through some of the low expectations that people have on us and we can smash through that into the purpose that God has for us. When I look in the Bible, I see who I am in Jesus. Um, I see in Timothy 1 verse 4 to 12, it says, um, uh, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and purity. In Romans 8 verse 17 it also says, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs in Christ. So in fact, I'm not inadequate either. And then in Psalms 20, uh, 121, it says, uh, my help, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so in our own weakness, when we feel like we're not good enough, when we feel like we're kind of, uh, there's no way I could reach that and people are expecting very little of you, we can lean on his strength and we can, we can come back to him. And it's like that song we were singing earlier says that he makes us brave, that we can, when we come back to him, that's when we can reach our purpose and our potential. And so really what I wanted to say today is don't let people's expectations become a barrier to, to finding your purpose and the purpose that god has for you because the truth is people will expect things of you we have society that's pressuring us to to think in a certain way to conform to certain um, expectations we have our family um, that you know are about relationships or your career and um, friends as well and, and what type of person we are around them and i think it's so important to recognize where we're being limited and where those expectations are stopping us from reaching our full potential because in Jesus, we can achieve so much more, and we lean on his strength, and we press into him, and that's when we can really reach that um, purpose. Amen. And that can be quite a hard thing to do. I realize that actually a lot of expectations are placed in us by people that we love, and um, that we're close to, and it takes a lot of faith and obedience to, to lay some of them down, and sometimes to lay down our own um, expectations. Um, and begin to see ourselves the way that God does as his children, that we we are loved, that we are chosen by him, um, and that we actually can find strength in him um, to press on. I read a a book when I was younger. It's called Do Hard Things. um, And it talks about how as each generation begins to kind of grow, we begin to criticise the generation below us, which is so true. Um, I know I've I've definitely seen it. Um, You know, we... Especially now, I think young people are considered to um, be disconnected and sort of insecure. Um, And the message of the book is really to inspire teens to rebel against those low expectations and do hard things. Um, But I actually think that is relevant regardless of age, that God never wants us to settle for less um, and just be be pushed around by people around us. Um, And so, yeah, really what I want to say this morning is don't settle. Don't just... Sit in in being pushed around by people and um, but press into to God, find strength in what He says about you in the Bible, um, and and really lay some of those expectations down. And I'd encourage you today to identify some of the areas of your life where that's been happening. Um it that's really the first step towards being able to to push past some of that um is by identifying it in your own life and taking it back to God, saying, Please help me deal with this, really. Um it's only with you that I can do that. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah.
1: That was incredible. Absolutely. My, oh my gosh, um, I'm convicted, I'm, this is amazing. So, we all, that, that, that captures us all, doesn't it? We all live under the expectations of so many other things and so many other people. Man, some people are gonna be, I think, even here, getting stirred up for this. If, again. If you, Need prayer uh, to shake some of this stuff off because all I know, all I know, as Jemima's just so eloquently unpacked, is there's something that ha- can only happen through the renewing of your mind that the Holy Spirit brings. Um, so it's about you laying some, some of these expectations that have been put on you down before Him and letting Him renew you. So if, if that's something that f- flows through you as it does me, this whole pressure of people around you, Jemima's going to offer some time and she'll partner with you in prayer after. Hey, um we got our final um, voice this morning. Um, we're stoked. We've got sort of three different accents happening to so the whole thing as well: um, an, an English guy, and a, and a Scottish girl, and now someone from the states. Hey, would you put your hands together for Katie? She comes I'm going to rave about you a bit more. So, Katie. So I don't know. Katie. Katie has a. She was a part of this church for a season maybe long before many of us knew. She was here for a season, and uh, on placement from the States to here. Then you went back to the States, but there was this heart connection. Like, it continued after she left. Like, we, 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 she'd be the first to like stuff on Facebook. She'd be commenting in and out. She'd join us in prayer. We stayed in touch as a community. Then uh, Katie had this, she's said, okay, I've got to get back to Scotland, i got to get back to Scotland. She doesn't have time to share, it, so I get to. She found her way back here to do this masters, and we're so glad that she did. Um, she's come in and she's done some incredible things in the life of our church. She's a she's an encourager. She sees the, the bright side, the light side, but she also is a leader. So we thought we wanted to hear from her about navigating relationships when you're under authority. So would you um again? Would you put your hands together on honor this one? I'm as tall as your mama, but that's alright. Alright, yeah.
0: Good morning, church. So as Nathan said, I'm Katie, and. I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about what it looks like to come under authority, which when Miles asked me to preach on this, I was very honored, but I actually laughed um, because I don't feel qualified to talk about this. Uh, I can be extremely stubborn and I struggle with humbling myself and submitting myself to human authority. Now. With God, it's a little different. When I got here in September, I told God that I was willing to do whatever he wanted me to do. Whatever your will is, Lord, I'm here for it, is what I said. Um, And I meant it because I know God and I know that his plans are always good. The problem is that God often invites us into his plan through other human beings acting in his will and I have a much harder time letting go of my plans for the sake of other humans' plans, even godly ones. So, such was the case in September when I was asked to head up C3's tech team, which was not at all what I planned on doing this year. But I said yes, fervently ready to serve God and sacrifice my plans for the sake of the kingdom, which sounds all very valiant, but what transpired proves that I am a soldier with many weak spots in need of some serious endurance training and that in the face of stress and anxiety, this soldier actually gets really skeptical as to whether my king and my commanders care about me at all. Now, there's some scripture I'd like us to keep in mind as I share over these next few minutes. It's from uh, John chapter 12, verses 23 to 28. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says to them, starting in verse 23, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. I love that bit at the end when Jesus is like, Father, may your name be glorified, and God is like, yup, duh, I'm God, I will be glorified. (laughs) God is the sovereign king. And because he is a good God as well, who loves partnering with broken people, we can delight in his sovereignty, and we can trust it. I must constantly remind myself of this truth, of the nature of God's character, because submission to his authority, and to the godly authority of those that he's placed in my life, is really hard. Basically, because submission is about death. It's about laying down our plans and emptying our hands so that God can hand us what he wants us to hold. I would never have volunteered to be tech leader, but then Miles invited me to lead tech and saying yes to God's plan and coming under the leadership he's placed in our lives often looks like setting aside our expectations and just being willing to say yes. I didn't fully understand what I what was going on or why God wanted me there and not where I would hoped to be, but I had to trust Nathan Lisa's vision for C3 that they knew what was best for this church in this season and maybe even that they saw something in me that I couldn't see in my It was a dying of my plans the death of a seed and i clung to the promise that god brings good fruit from obedience in his people but i won't lie to you and pretend that that initial fruit was sweet there have been countless moments over the last six months that can only be described as bitter sometimes i felt completely blinded by anxiety and robbed of the joy that i knew i should be able to find and cling to, and I didn't understand why God would ask me to do this thing if it felt so much like death. My soul was troubled, as Jesus even says his own is. And you may not have known this, because I'm pretty good at that whole duck syndrome thing where you're calm on the surface and then your legs are going underneath. Really but I was very stressed, and finally, one week, I decided I was done. The dying had killed me. So I went to Miles and I told him this just wasn't working. And he didn't shut me down or discount my emotions and my stress and my doubts. Instead, he redirected me to God. I was reminded that it's often in death that we experience God's grace, and only through death do we see resurrection. Now, I have to admit, I didn't want to hear that. (laughs) I didn't want to be told to pray about it and listen to God because I already knew that was what I was supposed to do. I wanted a way out. But good godly leaders, good godly servants— don't give us easy answers and outs. They give us truth, and that is almost always harder, but it never fails to be better in the end. That is why Jesus says, Father, be glorified, rather than, Father, get me out. Because submission is about death, but it has always got the promise of life with it, and life that is greater than it would have been if we tried our own thing.
3: So
0: So I said yes to heading the tech team, not because I had all the details, but because I trusted my leaders, and I knew the heart of the mission. Through it, God has grown my own heart in endurance, humility, patience, and understanding of his provision and timing. He's also grown our team, hallelujah, like in numbers.
2: And
0: I pray also in spirit, and I have to say this, each and every single member of our tech team, y'all have in your own ways been answers to very specific prayers. And I thank God for the ways that he's used you to remind me that he's with us in this. What a mighty God we serve who invites us into hard things and gives us people to walk alongside through those things and grants us the privilege of being able to see the fruit of those hard things. The difficulty and complexity of submission should not dissuade us. Instead, I pray that it be an invitation to lean in, to wisely discern, to trust the tension and the process Mm -hmm. If we truly desire to see God's kingdom come, it requires a laying down of our desires and a willingness to say yes yes to God and the people he's appointed over us. This is what it is to emulate Christ, who had all authority in heaven and on earth given to him. Yet, as Nathan already said this morning, humbled himself to the point of death and through whom God has brought new and eternal life. Saying yes to God and his kingdom work is a daily yes from him. I pray that each of us may have the faith to let go of our own way and say yes to his. May we trust the godly people he's placed in our lives because we know that we can trust him. And that, trust in the sovereign God with whom we are invited to have a deepening, dynamic relationship, that is what this is all about. And I know that it's hard. It's so hard. (laughs) But I can promise you that it is always worth it.
1: incredible yeah. well, we're gonna pray for you my friend you. we'll have you definitely well we've got um the what incredible voices yes what incredible voices you know the thing that seems to carry these through and i'm just sitting here i'm, I'm smashed by each message i think we should do this more often. Yeah. what do you reckon we should do this more often. Give give the voice that God has put on people their opportunity to share because we have been impacted for sure, for sure. There's a thread that goes through it all, isn't there? There's something about the idea that God hasn't promised, the Lord hasn't promised um, rainbows and smooth sailing in every day of our life, but through family and through. Um, Finding yourself in opportunities that expectations weigh them down and then and through being asked to step under leadership and, and thrive, they, they all they all carry with it a, a sowing of seed, throwing a throwing of a death of a seed. The Bible, the word of God says, the book, the word of God says, you, the, the sower sows in tears, but he reaps in joy. And in every area of your life, you're gonna find this. That you go through seasons where you're sowing and you feel like nothing's happening. You're sowing tears and you're reaping joy in all of these things. Maybe you're going through something today and you're you just man, it feels like you're sowing and you're sowing and you see nothing. The lesson from all three messages are keep going, keep praying, keep standing, keep submitting, keep dying to yourself. You're going to see the other end of the thing. Jesus went to his death on the cross. And on the Saturday, everybody thought it was over. On the Friday, he died. On the Saturday, his disciples mourned, not knowing anything. On the Sunday, he rose again. And I'm sure my friend Wilhelm won't mind because I know you heard that. He wants to say yes to Jesus even now. And it's a beautiful, and it's a sacred, of saying I need you in my life, that's a laying down. It's a, I need to invite you into my life, it's a laying down. But I tell you, the people around here know it all too well that when you say yes to Jesus, there's something that rises up on the inside of you. You're a new creation, old things are gone and you were raised. And it's on your birthday. Amen. <laughs> I, think, I think Jesus has incredible gift for you. Uh, you know, the gift of new life. We might all have gifts, we might want to go get you a coffee, but we're not going to trump that. So, um, can we pray right now? Well, there's a couple of prayers to do, but it's been so open. We've all heard that you want to make, usually we may make it a, a, a rightfully private thing, but can we pray for you right now? Would that be okay? Would you just raise your hand just towards our friend Colin. I'm going to say some prayer, I'm going to say a prayer and would you repeat after me just a couple of times um, well I'll do it and you just speak back, is that okay uh, but I'm, because of COVID I won't what a, that's a good idea, we're all going to pray this prayer together, so it's not just us too. I'll say a line, you will repeat. Father God, we can't do life alone anymore. Jesus, I need you in my life. life. I'm I'm sorry for what's been behind me. You are for me. Forgive me. Make me whole. And come into my life. And welcome welcome me. Lead me. You have my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father God, thank you. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for William today. We thank you for his life. We thank you for the stirring of his heart that brought him into the house of God. We thank you that you are for him and you're with him. That this electric life with you in the middle of him is transformational in its power and has changed his life forever. Father God, we thank you for bringing him into this family of faith of which we all share this one heart for Jesus Christ. We're all home in you, Jesus. In Christ alone. And with every eye closed, keep your eyes closed. You're all in this place because this moment is for all of us as well. If you're in this place and um, the messages, there's an elements of these messages stirred you up. They, they, they cut you to the bone. And not in a weird way, not in condemnation way. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But you know that God is on you about the area of your family right now is going through a rough time. You and your family. Your relationship with your family. Maybe they're far from, I don't know. Or or the weight of expectation in your life has paralysed you in an area, has gripped you, has stopped you in your tracks. And you know exactly what your mother was talking about. You feel it. Or maybe God has asked you to lay something down, step in under authority, but the yes in your spirit, that bounce that says yes, man, your your attitude has shifted. You're, you're, You're feeling that put down is too hard. If any of those elements are resounding in you. you shouldn't. You ought not leave here without um, bringing them to the Lord. And with every eye closed, if one of, or all of those resonate with you, would you raise your hand in this place? I just want to know who we're for as a community. There's hands there. There's a hand there. Who else is there this morning? There's a hand there. There's a hand there. There's a hand there. Okay. There's many of us. There's many of us. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pray as we end the service. I'm going to pray as we end the service. Generally for all of us, because I know that those joining us online won't be able to take advantage of this altar call moment at the end. Then as we end the service, I'm going to ask that anyone who needs prayer, anyone who feels like their heart has been stirred, remains in this auditorium after we're finished. And our incredible voices today are going to come alongside. They're going to ask what it is. You don't have to be too specific, but help them guide their prayer. And they're going to pray with you. I did ask them to, maybe that they'd be praying for people in line with what they spoke, but I think that's going to be complicated. They're just going to pray with you. And you're going to feel, experience a shift in your life because the Holy Spirit's here and has you here for a reason. Amen. Amen? So those at home online and those here, let's close this moment in prayer. Father God, wherever we are, wherever we stand, Father God, in these areas of our relationships that are so fraught with difficulty sometimes, these areas that, that, that cause us trouble, that cause us um, pressure, that makes us feel like nothing's happening sometimes for, for days, for months and for years. Father God, we lay down our relationships. Father God, we lay down external expectations. Father God, we, we lay down the weight of stepping under other people's uh, authority and submitting that, that whole concept of saying yes to you and laying ourselves down, taking up our cross. We lay all of these things down now in Jesus' name as a community of believers a community of faith. We say enter into these spaces. Encourage us. Comfort us. Speak to us. Speak to your people. Help us to be strong and courageous as you have us be. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Then we need to end our service now. Uh, if you in fact why don't you stand up well, all in this place if you can i'm going to bless you as you go and as we finish the service we're heading out this way downstairs for some hot coffee some delicious tea we're holding back from the sweets and the goodies today just for sharing food to be tricky right now but there is coffee and tea downstairs say hello to someone hang out with someone um say happy birthday to willan um, when he gets down the stairs um and if you need to get prayer, anyone who put your hand up just now or feels like you needed to, I need you to ask you to remain and just receive some prayer because we care about it. You. Close your eyes and let me bless you as you go. Here and at home, Father God, bless your people this morning. God, bless them. God, in all that they've got going on, all that we have going on in our families and in every relationship, in our workplace, in our university, as we leave this place, God, I thank you that you bless your people with with prosperity in soul, with prosperity in every area. Father God, that we can be a gift and a blessing to others. I pray for every relationship that we walk through and walk into this week, that we are a blessing. God, that your name is glorified in all
0: that we do, in all that they carry. In Jesus' mighty name, be blessed. Amen.